Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nirija Shamal, and each episode I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our Career View website who are interested in a career path as a nurse. Today, I'm joined by 28-year-old registered nurse, Sam Fadovich, who surprisingly never thought he would become a nurse as his first area of interest in a career was in the arts. However, Sam has never looked back and now has a variety of experiences in multiple hospitals and is very passionate about mentoring young students who are also interested in this career path. This is really going to be a good one. So let's hear from him. for another episode and as you can hear my voice is pretty much gone but that's not going to stop us um, with the fact that we have here Sam. Um, Sam great to have you here. How's everything going? Yeah really well thank you for having me. No it's great to have you and how's the week been? Yeah it's been good so far yeah working working Monday to Friday this week which is nice so I get a normal weekend so I'm looking forward to that. That's really good to hear having a good weekend obviously some time off does help. Um, Sam before we jump into our questions um, asked by students when it comes to a career path of becoming a nurse, um, I want to take us back to high school Yeah, for yourself. Yeah, for sure. And I want to know a little bit about yourself during high school in yeah. terms of what were you pursuing and what were you deciding to become post high school? Yeah. Um, so when I finished high school for year 12, I wasn't really sure quite where I wanted to do like a lot of people. And so I decided to do visual arts as my favorite subject at school. So I decided to sort of pursue the art theory side of things, which I really enjoyed back in high school. So I did history of art at UWA, Bachelor of Arts. So I did that for three years and then so finished finished the degree and sort of like went back and looked at the jobs and sort of realised where where I wanted at the start of the degree and where I was when I finished it. It wasn't quite, didn't match up anymore. and wasn't where I wanted to be. Right. So like wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I finished the degree. I was like, oh, I don't really know what I want to do now. Like don't really want to work in the arts fields, like don't know what I'm going to do. So I took a year off and was like trying to talk with my parents about like trying to decide what to do, what's best kind of thing. And so I, decided, I was trying to decide like what do I want to do? It's too much like so many careers. How do I decide? Yeah. So I like sort of just wrote, like talked to them a lot, my parents, and wrote down a list of like sort of things I wanted career-wise and sort of like what degree would best suit me. Mm. Things I was looking for, wanted to like be hands-on, mm-hmm. actively working with people, like preferably helping them in some capacity. Yeah. Didn't want a nine to five. I wanted, I wanted shift work or the option of having shift work. Didn't want a desk job. Wanted, wanted to be on my feet. Yeah. Option of traveling if it was, and I wanted a degree where I like finish it. And there's a dedicated career towards that. Cause obviously with the arts fields, it's not quite like that. Yeah. And so I wrote that all down. Obviously health industry is something that, that goes that way. Yeah. I sort of tried to decide, didn't want to do med, didn't interest me. Right. Physio was cool, didn't, wasn't really for me either. Same with OT. My sister was doing medical imaging at the time, which I looked at, but I felt like I wanted like longer term patient interaction. I feel like that's a bit more high turnover. So looked at nursing and sort of ticked a lot of the boxes and gave it a go. And yeah, started uh, Notre Dame in 2017. Yeah. And yeah, finished the degree in 2020 and 
been a nurse since then. Fantastic. Yeah. And that's a very interesting journey, right? Yeah. I mean, you're starting off with um, an interest, finishing an arts degree. Yeah. Um, and you had a, obviously a strong interest for the arts, but not a defined career path yeah, for yourself. Exactly. And I think, when did you realise that? Um, so probably actually halfway through the degree. At yeah. first, when I was about 19, I sort of realised there are a few like potential red flags like career-wise with what I was going to do. Okay. And then, so you know UWA, you get the broadening units. Yep. So I did a human biology broadening unit there um, to see if I liked anatomy, if potentially I'd you know, go into nursing or a health field, sort of something like that. Did it and I hated it. Yeah, okay. It sucked. It, <laughs> well, just wasn't. it, it wasn't for me from that perspective. Yeah. I was not interested at all and I failed the unit. I didn't do well at all. Um, so I was like, cool, well, not interested in that anymore. Yeah, like I finished the arts degree and sort of, yeah, then went back to it. Went back to it, yeah. Went back to it. And to be fair, like I did the anatomy unit when I was doing nursing. I loved it. Yeah. Um, it was smaller classes and stuff like that. And it was a bit more hands-on and in-person, which it wasn't so much with like the the broadening unit at UOA. So maybe that was part of it. But Okay, I like that. And then so for nursing, you wrote all those kind of criterias down. And I really encourage that for all our listeners out yeah. there. If you're wanting to decide what career path you want to do, it's important to write it down. Yeah. Because it's always in your head, right? It's in your head, but it's hard to articulate as well. And so like write down that list and you sort of get an idea of what's going on. Absolutely. And then I guess just for our listeners to understand, what was yeah. the real critical point for you to make a decision and go down the road of nursing? Um, I think for nursing, I think it was the hands-on actively helping people or trying to help people that I think was ultimately what I wanted to mm, do. Okay. And then, yeah, like I said, the other aspects like possibility of shift work on my feet can travel with it and yeah. set degree like afterwards kind of thing, um, which is a bit not weird, but like, so at uni you'd sort of meet people in the first week and some of them have like really amazing stories about why they're a nurse and they okay. sort of say, Oh, like my family member was really sick and I looked after them kind of thing yeah. growing up and stuff like that. And you sort of sit there and be like, oh, I haven't really got <laughs> that kind of narrative. I'm sort of like, it's something, it's not really the same thing for me, but obviously you'll have the same interests sort of thing, which is always good as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that you haven't looked back and yeah. you've been a nurse for quite quite a few years now. Yeah, two and a half it, years or so. definitely yeah. shows the fact that it, you've made the right choice. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. Fantastic, Sam. And now jumping into our questions yep. that are asked by students... The first question that we have for you is, does nursing provide a structured work-life balance or yeah. is it quite chaotic? Um, so yeah, I can only talk about my experience side of things because I've only worked in hospitals as a nurse. So obviously there's a bit less structure to your work-life balance compared to say, if you're working something a bit more clinic-based where you're not working weekends and you're doing a bit more of the office hours. I think from the hospital side of things, probably the three most standard shifts you have as a nurse, there are extra ones, but the three most standard ones are 7am to 3.30pm, okay. 1pm to 9.30pm or 9pm to 7.30am, that's the night shift. And you can like, there's a request roster, it goes about two months out in advance, you can request your days off and what shifts you want and managers are really good, they will try their best to accommodate for what you want. So like for me, yeah, the request roster's there. It's there to be used, you know, put down. You know you've got something coming up in six weeks' time. You request that day or a couple of days off. I think it's really good. You do miss out on stuff, like anything, and it is shift work, so you do miss out on, yeah, you work weekends, you work in the evenings. Sometimes you don't get to do everything you want to do, but I think it's still really balanced, and I really like it because you have the option of everyone's at work, everyone's doing a nine-to-five, you're starting work at one, you've got four hours where everyone else is at work, you can do what you want gym's really quiet shops are quiet 
you can kind of go out and do something else and it's not as busy, which I kind of like. Yeah. And how often is it that you get, you know, as you said, sometimes you don't get your weekends off, you don't get yeah. that time off. How often is that? Um, some people at work will request to have probably three out of the four weekends of the month off and they'll just work one weekend a month. Okay. I don't really mind working the weekends because you get the weekend rates. You do get more money for working the weekends. So unless I've got something specifically locked in for a weekend, I'll, I'm happy to work them kind of thing. So I think it kind of depends on how much you request them off. Fair enough. And I yeah. guess that's where you can have that, that flexibility once yeah, again, where absolutely. you're not stuck Monday to Friday between, let's say, 9am to 5pm, as most of the working days in, in other industries could be. But yeah. you have a bit more flexibility with the... Yeah. With, and I guess that's part of the decision-making that you also factored in for yourself. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Which is really good. Yeah. Um, next question that we have for you yep. is, apart from helping people, what are the benefits of the role? Um, so benefits of the role, I really like, so like you work in a really big team, like not just with the nurses, so I'm an emergency. So you work a lot with the medical staff, medical, like medical imaging, clerical, and also the physios and like the other allied health staff members. So I really like the really big team. You get to know each other quite, quite well. Like you do make a lot of friends at work and you're sort of like, yeah, like we were talking about this earlier, like not everything works perfect all the time. And you do get to talk to your colleagues about that sometimes. And (laughs) It does make some nice bonding moments. Definitely. Um, So yeah, I really love the team. Like you work in a large team and like you get really close and I do feel like we're all in it together. And then, yeah, like I said, the other stuff, I like being on my feet the whole time. I'm not really sitting down for my job. There are like other nursing roles where you can do that, Mm. but I really like being on my feet. I actually kind of like night shift as well. Okay. I kind of like, like what that sort of stuff comes in. Right. Well, like why is that? Why specifically night shift? I think, so I kind of, well, the money's good to start with. You get, them, yeah. you get night shift rates. Yeah. Um, I think as well, I kind of like the fact that there is a point more so with adults where sort of from about 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Mm. where they, they are asleep, they're not really coming into the emergency department as much. Fair enough. And so you do get that, you do get sort of those two hours, get to talk to your colleagues and because of how chaotic the department can be sometimes, you sort of get that two-hour window where you can sort of like, do stuff for your patients that you wouldn't necessarily always be able to do. Right. When it was in, during the busier hours, you can start to do like more of their wound care. You can do yeah. like more of their paperwork to make it easier for the, their transition up to the wards. Yeah. Um, you can get them on like ED. When you have like the emergency trolleys, you can maybe try and get them hospital beds so they're a bit more comfortable and stuff like that. Kind of do that sort of smaller stuff, which which is always nice to do for them, yeah. And that's fascinating because um, first I would think the night shift sounds like a very odd hour to be working and it's obviously yeah. through the night and early mornings. But for you that works well and extra yeah. pay and, and extra all pay. that. Yeah, you do like, you have to take a day or two to like adjust your sleep cycle, but yeah, it works out really well for a, me. A small little adjustment. And yep. coming back to the fact that you said that you have a great group of people, you're yep. all in it together. And I think that really does hold a tremendous value in any kind of, industry or any kind of career yeah, role that you're absolutely. working the people you're spending probably the most amount of time probably more than your loved ones to some capacity yeah. so yeah. it's good to know that you found a place where you're working right now that can bond and and definitely share those those yeah. little inside moments as well yeah absolutely excellent next question that we have for you sam yep. uh, asked by students is what shocked you when you first started working as a nurse um shocked me so I started my grad program mid 2020 so I did about maybe eight or nine hundred of hours of prac prac hours to like well I was a student to become a nurse 
And I think what like you sort of, you know, like it's going to be different when you graduate and you are a nurse and you're sort of ready, ready to do that by the time you finish. But I think what, what kind of shocked me is like, you pro- I probably learned more in the first six to 12 months of being a nurse on my graduate program than you sort of do as a student. Okay. Um, I think it's just a very, very large learning curve. And also I think as a student, you're not, you're not responsible for the patient the same way you are as you're a nurse. Cause when you're a student, you can sort of be like, like I'm the student, I'm not legally responsible for you. And sure. also I'm not your allocated like healthcare provider. That's what the registered nurse is there for. Yeah. So I think it is that sort of like shock of being like, I'm, I am responsible for this person and like, yeah. and their care that they're receiving kind of thing. So I think from that side of things, that was a bit of a shock. Bit of a shock, yeah. Um, that was more so on the wards. I think when I started an emergency, which would have been oh, 15 months ago now, it is very different to the wards. It is a bit more cha- a bit more chaotic. And you sort of do see stuff in emergency where you just sort of look at it and you're like, oh my God, like what is going on? What's going on? Can you give yeah. us an example? Um, yeah, so in... It was my second week in ED. It's probably my fifth shift ever. Um, I walked, I just started work kind of thing. And then like maybe 15 minutes in, like I just hear one of the nurses shout like, he's got a knife. And like one of my patients has just wow. got a knife. And he's like, he's not trying to attack anyone, but he is hurting himself. Himself. And yeah. it, you're seeing that like you're very fresh still. And you're like looking at that and you're just like, oh my God. like This is happening. This is happening. And yeah. I mean, it is a reality of healthcare and people do do that, but it's very shocking. Very shocking. Seeing and that for the first time, yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. And how, how often is that? Is that quite extreme? I mean, that's an extreme uh, that case. Was, that was an extreme case. Like, yeah, you don't really see that. And I think that's important for listeners out there who are interested in this role that yeah. you might see a lot of different things, yeah. right? And um, knowing that that is part of the role yeah. and that was some of the things that you're exposed to is pretty important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other thing is that yeah. you mentioned um, the fact that you're responsible for someone, you're legally yeah. responsible for someone. Yeah. Um, how did you deal with that? I felt like I, I sort of just adjusted with it over time. There are like there are more senior nurses, like staff development nurses, your nurse manager, clinical nurse specialists who like in each ward and department who sort of can provide that support and additional education education for you when like you're a new nurse or yeah. new to the area or just in general really. Yeah. But I think yeah, I think it just came with time more than anything. I don't think there's really for for me anyway, there wasn't really too much to say about it because you know when you become a nurse you are responsible for that person. It's yeah. more just it's more of like that adjustment from being a student to being a nurse where it's like kind of different. Yeah. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. And very good insights there, Sam, from yourself. Um, jumping on to the next question yep. that we have for you um, asked by students. Do you have to go to university to become a nurse? Yeah. So my, my pathway was through university. I did a Bachelor of Nursing at Notre Dame, which is a three-year degree. Um, but you can do – so there are enrolled nurses – who go to, I believe it's just North Metro Tate for 18 months. And then you are a qualified nurse, you're an enrolled nurse, so you're not a registered nurse. So it is a slightly different skill mix and a different pay scale and stuff like that. But then you, if you do like being an enrolled nurse, you do have the option then of um, doing starting your nursing, Bachelor of Nursing from the halfway point. Because probably the first 18 months of being an enrolled nurse and being a registered nurse, 18 to 12 months, the first 18 to 12 months of being an, studying to be a registered nurse and a role nurse are very similar. Okay. So you can start a Bachelor of Nursing, like a degree at university. Like if you like being in a role nurse, you can start sort of at the halfway point and then work towards being a 
registered nurse if you want. Fair enough. And so in your case, obviously, yeah. you went through university, you're a yeah. registered nurse right now. Yeah. Um, it, how, how big is the difference between the responsibilities between a registered and an enrolled nurse? To be honest, they probably do a lot of the same work, but the the pay is quite a bit, well, not quite a bit, it is less for an enrolled nurse, okay. but you are sort of doing quite similar work. So in that sense, I feel like the university pathway is a bit least for me, but yeah, yeah inver- university pathways may be a bit better, but... Yeah, again, being an enrolled nurse, you want to dip your toe in the water and just do an 18-month course to start with. You can do that and then, yeah, decide if you want to become a registered nurse later on. I think that's a great way of looking at it as well. Mm. Um, if you're not too sure about the pathway, yeah, you can fast-track it by becoming a enrolled nurse, yeah. going through TAFE and just seeing if this is for you. Yeah. And then always having the option to go back and actually become yeah. a registered nurse yeah, as well. Absolutely. So multiple options, I think that's yeah. probably very important and understanding that there is a difference in pay, yeah. but the responsibilities of work is quite similar. It is, yeah. Yeah. Jumping onto our next question yep. uh, that we have for you is... What are the important qualities or skills needed for the role? Um, So I think good communication, I think for any job is obviously good, but I think for nursing in particular, I think it is very important because you are talking to patients who have a varying understanding of what's going on with them and their health, understanding of health and what's going on with them. So you do have to be able to like have an, one, have an understanding of the concept in which you're treating the patient for or what's going on with them. And then you have to be able to like tailor that towards them as well so you like obviously communicate with the patients but then you're talking to everyone else in the team looking after the patients or the medical staff as well so you need to be able to have good skills with communicating with them i think a lot of people say probably i think will say time management Mm. which is important but i think more than anything you're going to learn that on the job more so than anywhere else okay and also as well you like it's how things change patients deteriorate conditions change you can't have a good good time management skills but i think that's just something you're going to pick up pick up over time over time yeah. um i think yeah like that just that willingness to help yeah help out as well i think is always the big one really a big one yeah. as well so yeah. a lot of it comes down to just being on the job i think so yeah. and being able to develop those skills over time and yeah. understanding how everything works that's that's good to know so that's one thing to be aware of to once you're in the role you can develop these skills yeah. um i guess any advice that you would say for students who can maybe start building these skills any kind of you can recommend to do to help build them yeah i think something i think if you're studying nursing what's something i did and i think a lot of other people do as well is if you can get a role in healthcare to start with so i worked as a medical imaging assistant while i was studying nursing Mm. some people work as clerical staff orderlies health support services stuff like that that's a really good way well one you get to see healthcare firsthand but i think you do already start to develop those skills immediately when you're in those roles and also you get to work with nurses and you can see how how they're working as well that'd be my advice if you are already studying but if you're in high school already and yeah you don't really have that opportunity because you have to be 18 plus to work in those sort of areas yeah yeah i think good verbal and written communication skills probably a big one to pick up and i think talk to anyone and try and hold a conversation so it's just a good good skill to try and have yeah i like that sam and it's great advice as well for those who are also studying right now becoming a nurse whether it be um, for registered or enrolled yeah just to get that exposure because it's yeah. always sometimes about exposure in any kind of industry yeah absolutely getting getting familiar with the workplace environment yeah. next question that we have for you is what are the most challenging aspects of the role so challenging as look there is a lot like i said you are legally responsible for someone which is can be harrowing sometimes especially when they are very unwell and you do have other patients to look after and you're trying to decide how 
how you're going to allocate your care because mm-hmm. someone's really sick and they need looking after it, but you've also got other people you're looking after who are also unwell mm. and do need your help. Obviously, the past few years, obviously health has been in the news a lot. COVID has obviously happened and changed the health industry a lot and brought it a lot more into the spotlight. And COVID's brought its own challenges with everything as well. It's changed a lot of like how the flow of emergency, it's changed some of the education pathways when you're already in in the role in emergency. And yeah, like it's in the news a lot, the hospitals are at capacity, yeah. community community health services aren't getting the funding they need, which means people aren't able to get the help they need in the community. So they're coming into the hospital, which obviously leads to overcrowding and yep. at capacity. That's always something that's a really big challenge. I find it to be a really big challenge. How much yeah. did that affect you, by the way? And did that yeah. really put a pressure on the actual career itself in terms of staying as a nurse? Yeah, it was weird because like, I, never, I never worked as a registered nurse pre-COVID. So I started work in... February 2020, so COVID was just starting to build up at that point. Um, So, yeah, I never really had a concept of what it was like to be a registered nurse pre-COVID other than what I'd seen on Prax at uni. It it never deterred me. It, like any, it's just another challenge that you've got to try and work through and see see where it goes kind of thing. I know for some people it did change the perspective of things a little bit because obviously everything changed very quickly and some people's concepts of what they wanted to do or their role as a nurse wasn't the same initially as what they thought was going to be before everything happened. Um, it didn't affect me too much personally, I think, but okay, yeah, it's just like another challenge that you have to work through and yeah, like the roles did change a bit. And it did, yeah. Yeah, like got to just decide if that's still if that's still for you and, yeah. it, and it's good to know that it's still it is still for you yeah and it was a massive challenge i think yeah. and a very uh unplanned uh situation yeah, which I, no one was really prepared for you know and we're not going to go deeper than that yeah. but yes it, it, it's great to know that for yourself in your career um you've been able to see and get through that as well. Yeah. And, and just another question on the challenges side of things. Is there any other things that you find challenging in terms of an yeah. operational and a day-to-day things? I think from an operational side of things, so I think when hospitals are at capacity, so if we're in a code yellow, so in, which is an internal emergency, so the hospital's full, there are, there are essentially no more beds in the hospital, but obviously people will still come to the emergency department. They will present to the emergency department because they need healthcare and they need something seen to. And then everything starts to clog up, which obviously is very hard because then, yeah, your patient ratios change or, yeah, yeah the hospital's just more full, really. And and do you get do you get quite stressed on the job when it comes to those situations? In those situations, I do, yeah. yeah. It is stressful. That being stressful, how do you deal with that? You know, in leaving the work, leaving your shift, what yeah. is your process of actually dealing with all of the stresses that come yeah. with the job? I think, I think, for me, exercise, probably. I think I will... Like if I'm on an early shift, I'll go straight to the gym after work and I'm doing 45 minutes of weights, cardio, boxing, just let it out, kind of let it out kind of thing. Um, I live with three other housemates who are all in healthcare as well. So they understand what the system's like. So you can sort of just vent out out to them. They know what it's like. So you don't really have to explain the situation. You can just use the terminology and complain and they will just let you vent and just be like, they'll they'll just be like, yeah, man, that sucks. And you're like, Yep, it did. It like, did. thank you, like for acknowledging that. <laughs> and they know it as well. And they know it as yeah. well. They're like, and we, you know, we'll vent to each other about the same stuff. That's yeah, good. I think, I think exercise and yeah, just having someone else to talk to that can like, kind of understand it 
and you can vent to, yeah. I think that's it's great. It's really big, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, once again, I, I like to talk a bit general as well. With all careers, yeah. um, at some point it, there is stress involved when it gets Absolutely. really busy and gets challenging. How do you deal with that? I think that's very important. Yeah. And, and knowing how to um, have certain uh, measures in place definitely helps. Yeah, for the absolutely. longevity of the job. Yeah, absolutely. Been really good for me. Excellent. Yeah. Next question that we have for you, Sam, asked by students is, and this is one of our most popular questions, yeah. by the way, what is the pay structure look like yeah. and how far can it go? So pay structures, we get paid fortnightly. There is, there is, an, annual, there is an annual salary. Um, it is public knowledge. You, you can look it up and there are different pay scales that, yeah, again, you can look up. So get paid fortnightly. And again, there's the annual salary. You get the you get the rate structures. So you're working the day shifts, no additional rates. Working the afternoon shift, one to nine thirty, you get an extra fifteen percent. Um, night shift, you get thirty five percent, and then Saturdays you get fifty percent. Sundays you get seventy five percent extras. Okay. Um, for pay structures, so when you start as a for registered nurses anyway, I'm sure it's the same for ENs. You start as a level one point one. And each year you progress, so you're level 1.2, 1.3, so on. Right. Until you go up to, I think it's a 1.8 or a 1.9. Right. And you will get a pay increase each level you go up. And there is a point, I think, when you're a 1.8 or a 1.9 where essentially your salary will sort of stay there until you progress to a level two. Level twos, I believe, are more of the clinical nurses and the staff development nurses. So it is a slightly different role and... It is a promotion if you want to do sort of more of those roles. Okay. And then again, you can go to level 2.1, 2 2.2, 2.3 sort of thing and progress up again. So there are different levels. So I think nurse management's a level three, yep. nurse practitioners, I think a level seven. And there's other, I think level seven's the max and there are different levels for in between. But yeah, pay structure wise, yeah, there'll be, for me at least, there'll be an annual increase until I'm a level 1.8, 1.9 and then... And then it stays yeah. more or less the same. It stays more or less the same, yeah. Okay, and just for our understanding, so yep. you start at level one yep. each year, 1.1, 1.2. Yeah. What is the average, would you say, increase between year on year? I'd say year on year, maybe one and a half, two thousand dollars $2,000 roughly. Okay, yeah. Yep. And these are small, but the gradual increments that are happening yep. at 1.8, 1.9 level, yep. it's more or less stagnant and yep. then um, it's a choice whether you want to go to the next level or not. Yeah, just out of interest, yeah. is, do people go on to the later levels or how often or frequent is um, that? Some people do. I think it depends depends on what you want to do and how much responsibility you want to have. Some nurses are happy to be I mean, at the 1.9 and they're like, I don't want to do, I don't want to be a shift coordinator. Okay. I don't want to have all that extra responsibility. I want to just be able to go to work, like do my work and then go home. Fair which, enough. Yeah, which is absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. And some people go, no, I want to like, I want the extra responsibility or I want to work more in an education capacity or a management capacity and will, they will progress into those roles. Yeah. When, when they're available and they've got the option to. Yeah. Understood. And that, that's good to know. And and as you mentioned, the salary is all public information there. Um, But jumping into the more higher levels, let's say past level two, even level three, what does that look like? I mean, being the max being level seven, um, just for students to get an understanding out there of the. Yeah. Scale. So I think a level seven gets maybe, I'm probably going to get this wrong. I think it's $120,000. Okay. I think per annum. Per annum. Is yeah. there, um, is there annual salary? I'm not sure. Yeah. About the level twos or threes or anything. Yeah. Fair enough. And just for, coming back to you, Sam, yeah. what is your kind of ambitions and goals when it comes to that? Are you still figuring um, it out? I'm still figuring it out. So I want to get to the triage level of emergency before reassessing what I want to do. If I want to go like 
into management or clinical okay. nurse specialist or staff development nurse or anything like that. I just want to get to triage level and then decide from there kind of thing. Go from there. Um, but also, so just back with that question as well, when I'm talking about that, I am talking about from the Department of Health side of things. Okay. You can work like for, as a FIFO nurse for like one of the mining companies and their payer scales are different as well. Yep. Um, so if that's something else you'd want to look into as well, that's that's something more you'd have to look at those private companies. But yep. so what I'm talking about is just with the Department of Health. Department of Health. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, jumping on to our next question that yep. we have for you, Sam, is... Is there any other career options you can explore in the medical field from nursing? Yeah, definitely. There's there's so many places you can go with it, which is what makes it so great as well. Um, so people I know who've started out in nursing and gone on to do other things, some have, some have gone on to do meds. They'll do nursing for a little bit and they've decided they want to do, do something a bit different. They want to stay in health and they'll yep. do, do medicine. Some of them will do... Some of them go into more research-based roles. So you can do be a nurse researcher and they like the academia side of things and the research and all the data, so they'll go into that. Some people work as lecturers or tutors at universities, oh, like wow. teaching nursing, so they still will work on the floor at a reduced hours and they'll do more sort of the academia side of things. Yeah. And then you can also work things like product reps um, for like medical companies. Like I think Philips is a really popular one where a lot of, lot of nurses will then end up working for them as product reps. Yeah. And then obviously you're in sort of more the corporate side of things, but some people really like that um, side of things as well, which is always good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's very diverse in yeah. terms of doing a number of different things just from nursing. Yeah. You can do, you can do a lot with it and which is always, yeah, another benefit as well. Cause not everyone wants to work in a hospital or GP clinic or yeah. stuff like that. And there's a lot of other places you can go with it. Some and of it's more study. Some of it's just, yeah, different corporations. Yeah. And have you thought about any of those other pathways for yourself? Not yet. No, I think... At this point, at least, I'd like to stay in the hospital. In yeah. the hospitals, I don't. I don't see myself doing med or anything like that. Like, I'm very happy being a nurse and really like the jobs. I think at this point, yeah, just based in the hospital as a nurse, yeah. Excellent, and I mean, even the fact that you can even go to a school or you can do lecturing and that, yeah, it's so diverse. I mean, you can reduce your hours there. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I didn't know that. And hospitals provide that kind of those flexibilities, or how does that work? Yeah, so. I don't know too many people have done it, but my understanding is you just talk to your manager and say, I've got this other other opportunity to your role available. Okay. It's this many hours, this many days a week. Like I want to change my contract to say like two days a fortnight. Yep. And then you sort of just say, I can only work say the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of each week. Right. Because the other days of the week I'm doing doing something else. And they're normally really accommodating with that, yeah. Great to know. Yeah. And really comforting, once again. There's a lot of a lot of our survey questions that we got. It's always about, you know, what kind of options can you do? Yeah. Um, is, do you just have to do one thing? But knowing that if you do pursue a pathway of nursing, yeah. there's so many different things you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the nurses that work as well, they'll do, yeah, they'll do like three or four days a fortnight in emergency. Then they'll yeah. work at like, a lot of things are going to come popular quite recently is like the skincare clinics okay. which have nurses as well and they'll do that as well like the other half of the time which is something that a lot yeah a few of the nurses I know have just started doing that which is good so you get training to become like I think it's a dermal nurse or skincare nurse yeah and that's like a lot more of the injections and the Botox and stuff like that they'll do that at the clinic at the clinic yeah, yeah for five days a fortnight and they'll do the other half yeah at the hospital Great to know and great yeah. for our listeners out there who are who maybe once again considering this or doing this right now to have the opportunities are much more broader than yeah. what you may think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Last question that we have for you, Sam. Yeah. Is this a career you can do for a long time? It is, yeah. Like there are nurses I work with who've been doing it like forty plus years. Like you can do it forever. Uh not ever not everyone does. It's like 
it's like any career, like some people want to change the scenes and like we were talking about before where you can sort of do more the corporate or education roles where you've decided you don't want us to do the hospital stuff quite as much anymore. Um, like I said, for me personally, like I do say, I do see myself just staying in the hospital as a nurse. Yeah. It is a very strong career path. Um, and yeah, like we've talked about before, there is a lot of diversity in it that you can have the option of either cutting your hours down and doing something else a little bit in the meantime. Yeah. Um, yeah, or work in a different field entirely. Great to hear, Sam. Yeah. And that wraps up all our questions yeah. that we Thank have you. for you. Thank you so much. Oh, um, and you know, for our listeners out there who have more questions for Sam yeah. um, that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with him, just visit our website, careerview.com.au, and this is where you'll find Sam's profile, and you can e- you can send him more questions, which I'm sure he'll have some time yeah, at some point to answer. Yeah, no stress. Um, and with every episode, please don't forget to submit the questions that you want to know, especially to young professionals who've been there, they've done that, and they can share their stories. Um, Sam, once again, and I can't thank yeah. you enough. No, um, I know you have a shift later this afternoon. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> and, um, and I appreciate your time. Just one last thing before yeah. I let you go. I, I want to ask you, for anyone who's pursuing the pathway of becoming a nurse or is interested in becoming a nurse, any kind of words, advice, anything that you would like to share with them based on your experiences in terms of deciding that this was a career pathway for you? Yeah, so I think, like we were saying before, write that list down of what, what you want to do career, career-wise and see, see what works for you. And I think just exposure to the field as early as you can to try and see if that's something something that you're interested in, um, whether it's volunteering or getting work sort of in, in the health sector somewhere to yeah get exposed to it. I like yeah. it, Sam. Absolutely yeah. appreciate you. your time. No, thanks for having me. Thank you.